Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. I'm Bianca Weinstein-Goodman, Professor of Genealogy at the Jacob School of Medicine and Biomedical Sciences in Buffalo, New York. And we'll talk today about advancement in MRI technology, improved diagnosis, and monitoring of MS. The diagnosis of MS relies on multiple clinical, imaging, and fluid indicators that are evaluated in the context of the latest 2017 major diagnostic criteria, which provides improved accuracy compared to previous iteration. Joint neurological and radiological expertise are necessary in determining key diagnostic aspects of supporting the dissemination in space. DIS, and dissemination time, DIT, of the underlying pathology. The definite MS diagnosis remains, though, dependent on the neurological and radiological ex- expertise in excluding alternative diagnosis. In 2021, a consensus report by three major MS organizations, Magnetic Resonance Imaging in MS, MACNINGS, Consortium of MS Centers, CMSC, and North American Imaging in MS, NAMES, consolidated earlier MRI guidelines and provided updated recommendations on how and when to use MRI for MS diagnosis, prognosis, and treatment monitoring. There is a clear standardized initial brain protocol, including uh, using of at least 1.5 or 3T Tesla, and the standardized initial spinal cord protocol. As for the follow-up imaging to establish multiple sclerosis diagnosis when the first MRI does not fulfill the criteria, Brain MRI is recommended every 6 to 12 months in the CIS and subclinical multiple sclerosis, the radiological hazard syndrome, with risk factors for conversion to MS and paraclinical feature of multiple sclerosis. Showing DIT on a follow-up MRI does not require the detection of GAD lesion because DIT can be based exclusively on the detection of the new T2 lesion. There is a need of standardized image interpretation and reporting is recommended including the number of lesions and location. Knowledge about definition of lesion types is crucial and warning signs against the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis should be recognized. As you can see on the right side, we have the central vein specific for lesion and MS, where on the right side, you see a non-specific lesion as seen, for example, in migraine. Separate identification of cortical lesion together with juicer cortical lesion based on standard images is recommended. As you can see uh, in the left side, we have the MRI criteria for McDonald 2017, where we have to have one lesion in at least two of the four locations. We have the initial juxtacortical, periventricular, infratentorial, and the spinal cord. On the right side, the cortical lesions. MRI timing. Obtain a baseline MRI is with GAD, if required before starting or switching disease-modifying treatment. Obtain a new baseline MRI, usually at three to six months after treatment onset, to avoid misinterpretation of lesions that develop before therapeutic onset. And give a longer interval to be considered in patients who are treated with disease-modifying therapy that are slow-acting. Obtain yearly brain MRI while the patient is on the disease-modifying treatment. But consider longer intervals in clinical stable patients after the first few years of treatment, particularly if safety monitoring is not required. In patients which show MRI disease activity that is not associated 
with clinical activity on a follow-up scan, consider a new MRI scan without GAD six months later. Use of GAD contrast agent is optional and not recommended for all clinical situations, especially if you have a previous MRI. Um, and if you have a T2 increased uh, lesions load, you can use it as a, a reference scale and the follow-up MRI should not use GET. So use of GET only um, judiciously as known to have uh, concern of uh, difficulty on um, elimination. Novel MRI approaches are being incorporated in diagnostic setting, conduct and clinical trials, and also research studies. Uh, the central vein may be considered for including in the new diagnosis criteria. Other specific uh, MRI lesions are described and used only in the research uh, or clinical trial um, assessment. So we have the chronic active lesion, so-called CALS, have recently garnered attention and may represent the imaging correlate of smoldering inflammation. CALS can be detected as slowly expecting lesion and that in conventional T2 and T1 weighted sequences using serial MRI or as a paramagnetic rim lesion, the pearls. The pearls are usually detected on susceptibility-based MRI sequences as phase imaging, susceptibility-weighted imaging as WI, and quantitative susceptibility mapping QSM. This lesion reflect ongoing tissue loss and their presence has been proposed as an MRI marker of chronic inflammatory activity. However, their identification is not yet standardized, lasting long time, and those cannot be routinely recommended in clinical evaluation. Foci of leptome and angel GAD enhancement are more frequent pa uh, seen in patients with secondary progressive MS than in patients with other types of MS. However, once appearing, the foci are generally constant over a long period of time, and no effect of disease-modifying treatments has been shown on the size or number of foci. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.